Greetings, everybody. I'm Hello, Richard. Earthlings. <laughs> yes, Earthlings. It's been a good day. Yes. It's been a good day on Mars. Uh, unless you didn't want intruders. I mean, it depend, <laughs> depends what your perspective is. I was. It's funny. I was, as we were watching, as the we watched the Mars landing today, I was thinking of the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Ironically, because there is a Mickey, a Martian Mickey, that he doesn't like to be disturbed unless he go up there unless he needs help. Oh, so there you go. I didn't know that. Now you do. Uh, fuck of the weeks. I got one. Um, started a new job this week. And there was zero onboarding, not not a, not a hot minute. Uh, so I was literally that first <clears throat> couple days. I was quite literally like twiddling my thumbs and trying to figure out what do I do, who do I talk to. Um, didn't have an email when I got there. <laughs> didn't have a computer. Uh, so it's been one crazy ride and i was like come on fuck guys can we just i have other things to focus on <laughs> hello um so yeah but it's been a good week yes it's yes. been a long busy week yes. yes uh my fuck of the week is that one of my commitments to myself this year was that i would get back into more consistent reading um, not like news reading or blog reading or that kind that kind of thing. Grab a book and actually read it. And I'm in the middle of of two different ones right now. Um, one's a historic um, a history book, and the other one is kind of a business management leadership book. And it's just been fun reading them both, getting back into kind of that groove of things. Um, and the the history book was a gift for my brother in law. Um, it's called the Vial and the Wick. Nope. You're looking at me like I know what it is. I'll get it after the break. Um, But it's about Winston Churchill and um, the year between his first year as um, prime minister um, the first time around. So it's in the the height of World War II um, when he comes to power. And it's just so interesting to learn things about that. A, just that time in, in history and what was going on on that side of the story. Because if if you're from the States, like we really only learn about what the United States was doing. And, and at that point we were fighting um, the Pacific front, um, but we hadn't opened up the, the Western front over in Europe yet. Um, we would soon join that. But um, so it's just really interesting to get, get that side of the story. I'm so glad that I'm reading it um, just cause I'm, I'm learning stuff about um, that piece of history that um, we're not taught here in the States at all. Um, but it's also really interesting. There's a movie on Netflix right now. Um, I think it's still going to be free by the time this episode comes out. It's free on YouTube as well um, called The Trial of the Chicago 7. I made Steve watch part of it. Uh, maybe all of it. I don't know. Um, but that's also a piece of American history that I knew nothing about when I watched it. Um, and so it's just something that I've enjoyed so far this year is kind of getting back to something that I really enjoy and so what's sure. the fuck? That is the fuck. Like, <laughs> fuck is I'm doing something that I promised myself I would do, and I'm happy about it. All right. It's a good fuck. That is a good fuck. <laughs> um, so I thought 
we would dive a little bit into uh, something related to Steve's new job that was really paramount in him deciding to take that job. Um, and he's got a look on his face. He doesn't know he's going to do this. So, But I think, nope. it's, I think it's really important. And we will dive into that right after the break. All right. So the book title is The Splendid and the Vile. Um, and it's super interesting, so check it out. By who? Oh, God, you would ask. <laughs> um, it is by... Um, da, 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 da. Let's pull up the listing. Uh, Eric Larson. <clears throat> it's okay. a really... It's a hefty book. It's like 600 pages. So saddle up. <laughs> um, but it's really similar to if you've read uh, A Team of Rivals by Abraham Lincoln, which I have um, here in the office. Um it's really similar to that and and that they the author does a really good job of weaving in the historical characters and it's all based on fact like there's nothing in here that's that's made up um which makes it even more interesting history buffs will like it yeah for sure if you're looking for a cuddle up next to the fire fiction story i wouldn't pick this one up (laughs) (laughs) um so as steve mentioned he he started a new role um, this week, which is super awesome and exciting. Um, but last week when um, it was kind of decision time, there was a key component of the process that I think is important uh, to personal and professional development. Okay. That is the idea of risk. Yep. And you and I sat down one night last week when we, you were contemplating, what do I do? Because you had essentially... Well, let me, t- let me tell the people the difference of the two. So yeah, the, the week prior to last week, um, I learned that both of these opportunities, they both came to light. And um, I was... The long and short of it is one of them was with a company that I know and I trust. And I knew... Um, I already knew eight people who worked there. Um, I already had some established relationships with some of the leaders. Um, I had really great conversations with uh, the team leaders as well as the vice president, the CEO. Um, Everything, I mean, the culture was great. The benefits and the perks were amazing. Um, But the big downside to that position was it was actually taking me down in my resume, um, essentially almost two levels. And so um, the the opposite of that was this other opportunity, which was of a company that I knew nothing about, um, hadn't really even heard of. Um, the negotiation of all of the benefits and, and the salary and things was not that smooth, so it wasn't necessarily the... Um, most encouraging experience when trying to chat with that uh, employer and their offer. Um, and so, but at the same time, it built me, it built me up in my resume, and it gave me a little bit more opportunity, at least from the description of the role, to be more of a leader. Um, I mean, I've always been kind of a leader. I've always been in senior roles, but this is even a step above that. Um, and so it was like this juxtaposition of do go into a role that you're not happy with, but you know, and you love the team and you love the place you work and 
you trust it and it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, or you go to a place that is wildly uncomfortable <laughs> because you know nothing about it, but you also are driven by it because you see the type of growth you want to see. Yeah. And I think that's where you're going is. Yeah. It was this weird balance. You know, I was coming from the supportive spouse and I was going to support you either direction. But I also understood the more we talked um, early last week where I could tell like one part of your brain was saying do one thing. The other part of your your brain was telling you to do another. And they were they were at war. I I really feel like they were fighting each other. Um, And. That's a hard place to be, just in general. Well, it's because a part of a lot of me is emotional, not rational. Um, and so, I when when you're an emotional person, when you're a person who relies on that type of um, need and balance in your life, you look for things that make you comfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, life is consistently emotional. Um, and stress is an anxiety mm-hmm. play a much bigger factor when you're not comfortable. Um, and with a person like myself who has depression, uh, clinical depression, it's it's something that really has to be heavily evaluated because your mental health is so important, not only for me as a person, but even going into that role and doing it well. Mm. Um, where the other half of my brain was the, was the rational brain of like, this is a no brainer really, but at the (laughs) same time, like you need to provide for your family and providing for your family does not necessarily mean money. Sometimes that means emotional well being. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably what you saw in, in probably visually from my internal, (laughs) uh, going back and forth because, you know, there do you take a chance on being emotionally unhealthy for a better position that leads you somewhere? Or do you take a chance on being healthy and not growing your career? So I'm going to add a, 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 an element to that second option, though, um, that I I do think that there would have been a certain level had you gone with in that situation, the second the second scenario where it's a step down and less growth. I think there also would have been an emotional component to that where you would have felt like, what am I doing? Like, what the fuck am I actually doing here? You would yeah. have you would have come home, I feel like. Yeah, so he just spoiled the ending for you. I took the job that... Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. I took the job <laughs> that was not with the people that I knew. Yeah. was yeah. not local. Yeah. It was... Uh, it, I took the job that was not a step down in my resume. That was an... Um, less than perfect experience in terms of the negotiation and relationships that I was going into the job with. Yeah. I was, I had a lot of anxiety come Monday. Uh, the funny, the funny part about this is not funny, but it's, it's funny. Uh, Monday morning I was, I was, I was pretty stressed, um, internally and Richard goes to take Kennedy to school this should have been oh, your shit. This, this should have been. F- I totally forgot. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> can I go back and retake nope, that? Nope. Oh um, so he goes, drops Kennedy off. He was going to go to the gym after that. Well, I get a phone call, and he was like, "And I've already started work at that point, mind you, not really because there was no onboarding process." Uh, but 
he was like, I need you to come get me. The car didn't start after I dropped Kennedy off. And I'm like, what? I I, I literally I, just started a brand new fairness, job like, today. I knew that. So like, I knew that <clears throat> I knew what time you were starting. And it was like at seven, I think that particular yep. day. And so I knew that by me calling you, you I was, I was going to be like pulling you away on your first day. And I'm like, if he's busy, he's busy. I'll just sit here and freeze my ass off or something. <laughs> um, so I just felt, I felt bad calling. Well, like it was probably, it, it made me in the moment. It made me start more stressed out. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it also took my mind off of the stress of starting that sure. job. Happy to help. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it, it. It's uh, it's been what four days, four days now yeah. since since I started, and uh, I feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I've gotten my feet wet a little bit. Uh, this role, they really needed someone to come in and really grab the reins, yeah. and and just start yep. getting this shit together. Yeah. Uh, there's for those of you who are, don't know Richard Nivero, we do we, we if you don't know us very well, we've done digital marketing as our career, and so. This particular company, they don't, they didn't have a lot of infrastructure built on the digital world. Um, no, to no fault of their own, they just they grew quickly and, uh, you know, shit happens. Yeah. So, um, it's funny when I was interviewing, they said we need someone to come in here and just kind of just do be it, self, be self led, and they weren't kidding. Mm. Um, so it's it's a shift for me because my previous two jobs for the last essentially five years was we have very specific directives and you operate in this, in this company like this. Yeah. Um, one of those was on the client side. The one I just left was the agency side, which was like fast, 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 constant. You can't breathe and you're just going to work your ass off, you know, 60 hours a week. Um, and then I get here and it's like quiet and there's crickets and I have time to think. And the, the thing is, I was I was thinking to myself, I don't probably have, you know, this is weird. Why don't I have so much time? I didn't. They were waiting for me to do what they to asked me it. to do when I when I interviewed. Yeah. To get in there and take control. Um, and so we were talking to uh, Richard's old boss, who's just now a good friend, Joey. I was talking to her as well as um, another good friend of ours, Adam. I tapped into both of them. And Joey said something that is still sitting with me. Uh, and I think about it, especially this week, as I'm into this new job. And she was like, we don't grow when we're comfortable. Which is wonderfully great advice. And obviously, that was what made the decision for me. Um, but you still had to take the health health uh, consideration, in, or my health and mental health, into consideration when... When uh, choosing which one. So, um, yeah, to your point, I had to definitely evaluate if the risk, if putting my health at risk was was worth the position. Yeah. And I don't don't think I'm far enough into it to know. No, I don't think you are either. But I also, I still believe that the, the, the choice you made in that moment was the right one for that moment. Um. So Joey uh, gave him some good good advice, and she's my old boss and now a, a friend of ours. Um, and I resigned from her team a little more than a year ago. And I know some people from from that team may or may not uh, still be listening to this this podcast. Um, 
it was one of those situations where I was comfortable and not growing. Mm-hmm. Loved the crew, loved um, the laughs and the the camaraderie we had, but I wasn't I wasn't going where I felt like I needed to go. Yep. And so I had to get uncomfortable. To her point, um, and uh, that's so. The reason I want to talk about it because it, I think this is relevant to careers, but also just to your our personal lives, our personal relationships, um, and how we continue to become better people for our kids, for our spouses, um, for the people in our lives, just making sure that um, comfortability is is a good thing. But I love people in my life who do challenge me and make me slightly uncomfortable. And like, not like, oh, you touched my leg. What the fuck is going on here? It's more like, this is a great conversation. You're making me think about things in a way that I haven't thought about them because your experience is different than mine. And I love, you know, like that. I agree to a point. Um, I think if you are a healthy, mentally sound person, yes. that is completely 100% correct. Yes. But if you have other challenges in your life, Label that whatever you want to label that. Sure. Um, there has to be serious consideration. Obviously. Um, because for some people, I think I'm a pretty strong-willed person and I'll, I'll be just fine. Um, but for some people, uh, especially with mental illness of some sort, um, and, and if it's not being treated, like that can that can push them over the edge. Obviously. And I'm, so, I, I, um I'm not saying do things that are crazy and unhealthy, but I'm no, also but saying for like, what the risk I took yeah. that for, for someone else who maybe um, not as maybe not as uh, doesn't have enough initiative or sure. strong will, they that may be a, over the top. Sure. Them. So in that situation with that person, my thought would be if you don't take risks, and maybe I'm not saying you have you have to do this at all, but I think whether it's in your professional life or your personal life finding places where you can challenge yourself so maybe that's you take an art class because you love art but you suck at it or you love art and you want to get better like find something where you can yeah be challenged your take- racial perspective yes no like <laughs> that's what i mean like it doesn't have to be just your job or yeah. your relationship um, but i think i mean i think of uh Especially when people are like in the, if I'll just speak from my own experience, when you're in like in the depth of depression and you look for something to kind of make you happy again yeah, without actually treating the actual problem, right? regardless of whether it's an art class or it's a, a social issue or it's a work thing or it's a family problem, um, they can all be, depending on the level of which you commit to those activities, it can hurt you more. And so... Um, I think, and that's why you saw my trains in my head going so hundred miles an hour last week, um, and not sleeping well. And a lot of these things just because I, it's hard. It's as a, as a person who struggles with depression, it's, it's hard to say I'm brave enough and I'm strong enough to take this on when really at the end of the day, you don't know if you are. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a confidence thing, although because that's why usually what I labeled it was like confidence because of work and other experiences. But at the end of the day, it's more of what can I handle? And there was I was listening to a, a podcast today at work um, 
about like how America needs to address mental health. And she was saying she started a pottery class, this particular person. And she got halfway into her wheel. Like she was starting to actually make the shape of her clay. And she felt lightheaded and she thought something was wrong. And her anxiety from her depression built so high. It was just too much. Like it, it literally like flattened her out. She had to stop and she had to go home and she never went back to pottery again. Um, and that's nothing to do with pottery, obviously, but it was just too much of a commitment for her to, to take on. Um, so that's why I say, I don't know how I'm going to be at this position yet. I feel like I'm starting. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm slowly getting my feet under me, but at the end of the day, do I think it was the right decision? Absolutely. Um, the more I thought about that other position, and I obviously won't name names or anyone that it was for, but I was more and more unhappy and getting bitter, mm-hmm. honestly, about what was offered to me. Right. Uh, especially considering my years of experience and et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's so, there's so many nuances for, for people. So, yes. I, I guess I hesitate to. To say always, always try to be uncomfortable. I, that's or not do at things. all. That's, that's not at all what I said. I, my point is, if you feel like you're not where you want to be, then you have to be uncomfortable. As long as There's you're no way ready for it. Yes. Yes, that's for you to figure out. Like you have to do it when you're ready. But understand that that if you don't feel like you're ready, then you have to be okay being comfortable in whatever that means. Well, and that's like, that's the hard part. Is with this position, it was. There was the comfortability part of the people, yeah. but my career, yeah. what I had worked years to build back up, would but, now go downward. Which it's like, God, that's like a double edged sword. So let me let me let me dive into something really quickly. I'm not a doctor, so do not like this. Is this is this is what it is? To work on your mental health, is it fair to say you have to get uncomfortable? Because you have to dive into that. You have to figure out what that is and where it's coming from, and then work on whatever it is and uh, that's got, it's, in part right i won't say all of it because some of it's chemical some of it is not driven by a choice you make um but but that also means you have to get uncomfortable and ask for help yeah which can be uncomfortable i mean it, but i guess that's the thing the priority should be to your point getting uncomfortable about mental health about your mental health and trying to find ways to better that for yourself. So you can do other things without restriction um, right. and, and start to enjoy your life a little bit more. But if you know you're struggling with mental health and you you have this other third thing over here that you're trying to evaluate, my point is that w- you, 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 For me, I'm a strong person. I can I can probably handle the big challenge of an, of this new job while I handle my mental health. I just know some people can't do that. Yeah, and that's a fair addendum to my yeah thought for today, and that's for for everyone to to, to dive into for themselves to know what level of lack for lack of a better word uncomfortability can you handle at any given moment. Yeah, for your own sanity. But that's why in our situation, I continued to say that that entire week and will continue to say until we're no longer around um, <laughs> that like we are a team and we're going to do this together as a team. And I know I can't 
do a lot. You can't do the work, obviously. I can't, no, I can't do the work, and I can't help your actual mental health, but I can be supportive and help you do dinner more often. Or like, mm-hmm. I can do the little things that take a little bit of those stressors. Yeah, you know those little things that make it just a little bit easier. So. Well, and I think honestly, there's things that you could put into your life that can help counteract. Yeah. For me, meditation, meditation was is big for you. Yeah, it's it is huge. Um, I do it every day now, and it's it's funny today when I did it. I actually went in and I had a really like sharp pain in the middle of my back, kind of like I needed to have it popped or go to the chiropractor. And I sat in there for 30 minutes and meditated and I got up and probably 50% of that pain went away. And that tells you not so much about like my, my back pain, but where I carry my stress Yeah. and having those moments to re- kind of forget about all of that. Um, I think if you have those, those triggers in place that kind of help you with that by all means challenge yourself yeah Um, just know what's good for your head and your heart and your career and take it all into consideration which is what i spent last last week doing so i mean i'm was very blessed to even have multiple offers on the table to even do that and honestly i didn't even think this other the position i took would even really i I gave them an insane offer like or what i thought was an insane offer and I was like, they're never gonna bite, and they did, and that just kind of fucked things up even more in my in my head. So, um, so yeah, it's like everything; it's a journey, and yeah. it's a and it's a learning process for me. Um, I have to. This is a completely shift of mindset. Just going like doing the actual job itself is a complete shift in mindset from what I've been doing for five years. Yep. Um. And that is honestly where Joey is like spot on, right? She's like, that is the uncomfortable part of your career. That's how you're going to learn to be a better leader. That's how you're going to, you know, learn to create your own processes that you find what works and what doesn't. And um, to her point, perfect perfection. Um, And so I'm grateful for (laughs) both her and Adam. I feel bad for them because I like bugged them a shit ton last week. But (laughs) I don't know. I just hope I don't have to do that for again for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Good chat. Yeah. We wish you all well. By the time we come back to you for our next episode, we will have officially a two-year-old. Oh, gosh. Yes. I didn't know what you were going to say there. That's true. <laughs> we only have seven more days of a one-year-old. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. She's a real, she's a legit person at this point yeah she she knows words and she's putting together more sentence structures yeah. and yeah yeah which is honestly kind of cool to see her brain mature that way but yeah we haven't i don't think we've talked about it we're gonna end on that on a really positive note um steve has <laughs> he's done a couple of things that were tiktok inspired in our in our world some have worked some have not um but he sent me one months ago of a mother and her little boy oh the little boy was having a temper tantrum, which every child goes through. Um, and the way that she dealt with it was, you know, got his attention, um, you know, I, you know, eye contact, and then got him to do some deep breaths with her. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to try it. So it was probably a month ago when I tried it for the first time, and it worked with her. Like, you, you I, I get her Ken- attention. Kennedy squeals. She's a. Like, it's. Ear piercing. Yeah, it yeah, hurts. Yeah. Um, or she just, again, as any 
toddler gets um just gets super angry and throws toys and screams and is angry and you know her her water's empty. whatever it is like it's super basic <laughs> stuff half the time but even today like she was getting angry at what i don't even know what she was angry about um but she wasn't getting something she wanted um, probably chapstick probably <laughs> grandma um <laughs> side note she's addicted to chapstick she loves it she has three sticks so far um and i just i got down on my knees in front of her <clears throat> you know got her attention to look into my eyes and i said kennedy and you just do the deep breath and she does it with you and then you do another one and you do a third one and then i end with do you want a hug and we hug it out and we go back like it's just it's just like a emotional reset and i'll be damned if fucking works <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. Yes. Um, I've got a lot of shit off of TikTok. That's like, been a good one, but it's also it's just a way for us to, and at that point, like once she's calmed down, there's sometimes where, like, I feel like it was a couple weeks ago we were in the basement and she was mad about a book or something. So at that point, like, then we can talk about it, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to validate your feelings. You can feel what you feel, but let's do it in a way that's not crazy shit. Yep. So. Yep. And if, I told you this the other day, but. Uh, the funny thing about yoga and meditation is that they both center around what? Breathing. Breathing. And it centers you. And yeah. it's like, it's no surprise that, that it wor- yeah. this it's, works in a toddler yeah. because millions, yes. like, hundreds of millions of billions of people use breath yes. as a place to calm and center yeah. themselves. Yeah. So so that one I'm so glad that we have for her. I we, we, we probably need to do an episode of like TikTok <laughs> TikTok shit. recommendations. Like all this stuff that we have tried on TikTok. I'm drinking a drink right now that I got off of TikTok. You are. I've made some food. You've made some food. Um, yeah. So Maybe that'll be the next episode. Maybe. We'd have to do some planning to figure out which ones. Yeah. But that could be fun. Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you in March. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this show and this podcast. We love doing it. We love putting it together. If you would, please do go follow us on Instagram. We are at Richard and Steve or on Twitter if you would like at fuck is our mantra. And if you really like this, please tell your friends about it. That's how people find us. That's how we get to spread, you know, our stories and our message of, of positivity and inclusiveness and just living life to the fullest. So please do that. And finally, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening Five stars if you really, really, really fucking loved it. And four if you were kind of like, yeah, it was kind of funny and I'm going to come back next time. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and we'll chat with you soon.